Right, welcome to Campfire Chronicles, episode number 32. I'm Robbie. I'm, I'm Andrew. Oh, and I'm, I'm Andrew. Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I probably should have told you guys which order to go in before. <laughs> okay, so today we're going to be talking about our plans for the new year. This is the first time we've done a podcast in like a year. We're on a nice yearly or bi-yearly schedule here. <laughs> uh, why right on track. Did you guys make any resolutions? Um, I actually didn't make any like hard resolutions, but I have been trying to, cause like the Kung Fu studio I go to has a like full body weight machine. So I've been trying to use that more consistently. So that's kind of like sort of a resolution, but yeah. and then actually this past week I've been trying to be way more on top of like tasks and stuff, but like, look at my planner, like, look how full. That is <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> nice. Andrew's being introduced to a planner for the first time. When no, it... I've actually, I've used a planner for uh, like, oh, I don't have it here, but I have one from like a year ago too, but it's just sometimes I <laughs> use it more and sometimes I don't. But... Cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I, I didn't really have any specific resolutions. Uh, I guess it was more so to just keep up the things that I have been doing that have been, you know, beneficial in my life, uh, like, you know, my diet and stuff like that. And I guess uh, one of my one of my resolutions or one of Andrew's resolutions is he wants to teach me kung fu. So, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's just that's not even a resolution. That's just me all the time. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I guess we'll. I mean, I, we'll give it a shot when it, when it gets warmer, and then we yeah. can like practice that stuff. That would be awesome, actually. Yeah. Andrew will finally have somebody he could fight. <laughs> uh, so I actually didn't make any resolutions this year. I normally do. Cause I feel like it's a good time. Like, I, I don't know, maybe this is just me, uh, projecting, but I feel like there was a backlash to resolutions at some point, but backlash, huh? I don't have any this year. I wasn't able to come up with any that I felt like I could actually do. So I just ended up not well, doing I, anything. Wait, what do you mean by backlash? <laughs> no, I just feel like people were like, uh, resolutions. If you want to make a change, just start now. I'm like, no, uh, a, a year is, seems like a great time to do it. It is a really helpful tool to just like kick yourself in the gear. I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. It's, like, <laughs> it's true that you can like, start resolutions don't affect anytime, anybody but... except yourself. Right. So who cares? Yeah. Who, who, who would care? Like when someone decides to make a change? In yeah, life? you would think, but there's lots of things that people care about that. <laughs> the thing, the thing <laughs> I always, anyone. <laughs> the thing I always say is like, if you didn't get started on your resolutions, then you, you should start on Lunar New Year. <laughs> oh, although we're already like yeah, we're already two weeks into that, that so. too. How about so, summer solstice <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah or or the spring equinox <laughs> uh brian are you using a microphone because i think it's your webcam mic that's on right now oh it might be let me change the settings um so andrew did you make a resolution to uh learn kung fu in 2018 am i remembering that correctly yeah 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 so i, I mean it was kind of a resolution to like do the things i always say I should do, but never do. And it's like one of the things was every time I would watch a Kung Fu movie for the week after that, I was like, man, I really want to learn Kung Fu. And then it would just subside. Uh, so then in 2019, I was like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Dude. Well, I, you, man, you've made a, you made that resolution come true. <laughs> I know. It's so funny how like me getting obsessed with it. Like I can't even remember what it's like to not know about Kung Fu. <laughs> like, <laughs> have I ever told the story of um when, when I went in for my first intro lesson? I don't think so. So it was on Wednesday. It was January 23rd. 
at 6 p.m. <laughs> 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 but um, I was like, I was actually helping Thomas move into the his apartment in Columbus. Like, do you, do you remember that one? You've been there, right? You both have, I think. Ye- no, maybe. actually, I don't think I ever went. Oh, maybe neither of Okay. But anyway, I remember like I was helping him move a big couch up to like, it was like the third floor or something. It was actually not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, but I, <laughs> it was like the only time I've been angry was afterward. Like I wasn't mad at Thomas, but I was like kind of uh, barely had enough time to get to the studio. And then while I was driving, it was like oh, raining right. heavily and I was like stuck in traffic. It was like, I, I'm not an angry guy usually, but traffic when i'm trying to get somewhere in a rush is like the one thing that'll make me get really mad <laughs> so i was like yelling in my car <laughs> but then i show up to my class and i'm like i don't know i'm like a little like five minutes late but the reason i was so mad is because i was like if i miss this like like this is the one shot the opportunity or whatever <laughs> <laughs> you had one shot <laughs> yeah uh but i ended up making it up on, uh more or less on time i was like a few minutes late um and the rest is history. And then I've, I've never been on time to a class since. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, was your instructor late? Because I feel like you found the perfect match in your instructor. <laughs> like you guys seem to vibe very well. And as far as your. Yeah. Yeah. It's like personality wise, there's a lot of similarities. We're both kind of like aloof and chilled and laid back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's, he's like usually there on time, but now that I, uh, like, cause I'm at the level where I, I teach like beginner or like intro classes now. So now sometimes if he runs late, I can like, he can rely on me to like warm people up and stuff. Mm, so, okay. Yeah. But, but yeah. are you, are you teaching now? I, I teach like introductory classes. Um, and, uh, like I can also give private lessons for like beginner students. Mm. And actually <laughs> this is funny, but two of the students who have joined, were are, are fans of the show oh cool so there, there have been two people who've joined uh through like seeing me doing kung fu and stuff that's pretty cool wait 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 hold on robbie why don't you have video <laughs> oh i have video on the stream just not for oh right, right i can right, only right, broadcast right. one video to one place okay. yeah that makes work that works sense. that uh, makes sense <laughs> okay well actually we do have a question here that people wanted answered uh in episode one of the northeast road trip you guys talked about the impact of thoreau's novel walden on you guys mm-hmm. and on the channel wondering if there are other nature books that have had an impact hmm. i've never read any nature books to be honest <clears throat> i oh, guess what defines a nature book um technically but like i oh. haven't read anything as deep as walden or anything like that but i've probably talked about this but i have read a couple of books or several books on like AT through hikers. And I think those kind of influenced um, my vision on what our videos and our, what our channel would be like, um, where our videos would be more like telling a story and kind of uh, um, bringing the person along with us on the trip uh, rather than just trying to, I guess, for lack of a better term, vlog our trips. You know what I mean? So I think we we aim for a specific type of feel with our videos um, that is more like telling a story. I I feel like for me, a lot of it was like Thoreau, like outside of Walden, but also his essays and stuff. Um, I, I think I've like read some of John Muir and stuff, but Thoreau for me, the reason I, I found him so inspiring is because he also like, he wasn't purely just about being in nature, but like 
you know, applying those lessons to life. Um, but I've also read a little bit of like Horace Kephart. Like there's an episode earlier on where we quote him where it's like, you know, we don't go to the woods to rough it. We go to smooth it. Oh, that was um, him? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. That was this guy named Horace Kephart, which um, we also talked about more recently in another. Well, I, I just remember we that. Kephart in... Mountain, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Kephart Peak or something like that in the oh, Smokies. Right, right, right. Yeah. Mount Lacant. Uh, I just remembered that during the first road trip, not this most recent one, but the one in 2018, I think it was 2018. Oh, yeah, Edward Abbey. You are all about that Edward Abbey, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like the whole book, you just like... <laughs> I actually, I should read more into his stuff because he, he also like, I think he is another writer who takes those lessons from nature and thinks about like society on a broader level, which is what I'm all about. <laughs> I would say that more than books... The, the stuff that inspired me yeah. was actually TV shows. Yeah. Uh, specifically, I mean, Bear Grylls and uh, Les Stroud and Ray Mears to a lesser extent. I didn't watch as much Ray Mears because it was on. I wasn't willing to deal with just the YouTube rips. Like I wanted the original quality, even though those were terrible quality. Like Les Stroud was filming on like a potato. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, those like really inspired me. I was like, oh man, that'd be so cool to do a TV show. And then. Actually, what also pushed me over the edge a little bit was Dahani Tackles the Globe. It was like this travel show with this football player on the Travel Channel that only ran for like two seasons. But it's like one of the most beautifully filmed TV shows I'd ever seen. And it was like so color, colorful and saturated. That inspired me a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, speaking of that, I guess we're doing the topic about media that inspires us. But... <laughs> um, Parts Unknown is another show that I think has inspired me like because it's just like a documentary style show but it's done so artistically like the shots are beautiful I think like the the narrative throughout each episode is really great so mm -hmm. Anthony Bourdain obviously but um I feel like I was gonna say something else but now I don't remember but I mean we've talked about some other things extensively like the movie like video games and stuff too yeah yeah Oh, what did you say, Brian? I was gonna say things like video games too. We've talked a lot about the influence and and um, effect video games mm -hmm. have had on our, uh, yeah, I guess views on nature and, and outdoors and stuff like that. Really quickly, because uh, Robbie made me think of this, but I, I saw this official video. It was like on BBC's official YouTube channel, but it was like Ray Mears and Ewan McGregor in the rainforest. Oh yeah, yeah. But the video quality, the max video quality was like 144p. <laughs> and like, even the little thumbnail was like low resolution. <laughs> it's like... It was like, that's like the days of real video player. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get like these uh, literal postage stamp size videos. And that was all you had at the time. But yeah, I, I do feel like, like Brian mentioned the video games. And I feel like a, there's a lot of media that, influences both the like you know some of the philosophy behind adventure archives but also just the general aesthetic or feeling you get from it and like two things i was thinking about today was uh not video games but like uh miyazaki movies and also like calvin and hobbes oh mm -hmm. yeah calvin yeah. and hobbes is huge yeah just the the it's more like the feeling you get when you see like one of the colored sunday strips and like they're just walking through the woods in the fall or whatever yeah. Oh, you know, that's actually a question I have for you guys and for the audience in general. But what, when you watch Adventure Archives, what is the feeling that you get from it? Because you were talking about this a little bit the other day, Andrew. You were saying that 
somebody commented that. Oh yeah. 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 So, someone said that like they, they commented on our, feeling, right? yeah, yeah. From our road trip trailer. And that was really interesting to me. Cause like, actually when I watch our road trip videos, it's like, it's not the big hikes that I find the most appealing. It's like the weird little interstitial stuff where like, we're stopping by someone's house or like at a random hotel in, a, in the middle of town <laughs> or something. And I think cozy is like a perfect word to describe that. Cause it's, it's like, there's the four of us, like, and all our, all the stuff we need contained in this one car, just like traveling across the country. And then like, you know, we, we stop by all these different little random spots. I don't know. So there's something like cool about that coziness and like, yeah. Yeah. You, mm. you get what I'm saying. But. Yeah. There's a little Hugo element in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, uh, it is hard to explain, but it, the best way I can describe it is like my dad used to say, like when you were, I can't yeah, remember, like yeah. we would be like sleeping on the floor at your house or something. Yeah. And then my dad would like pretend like you're in a spaceship and it's going to take like 12 hours to get there <laughs> and like yeah. you're in the cockpit and you're all like bundled up. But that's like the, that, that is part of the appeal of the yeah. videos, I think. Even the backpacking videos, it's like, you know, we have this backpack with everything we need and you're just like, we're journeying along this whole trail and seeing all these different things, but it's like, I don't know, it's, everything's still contained on our body or something. Yeah. It's, it's hard to describe, but I feel like people get what we're saying. Yeah. It's weird that that's like mm -hmm. a universal feeling. But. I, well, I think a big part of it for me is I like the feeling of being nomadic, that you have mm -hmm. all of your stuff with mm -hmm. you and that you're you're yeah. really far out. Like it'll take you a while to get back. Like <laughs> I don't like it so much when it feels like I haven't left my regular life. Yeah. And it feels like I can just get back to the car really easily. I like the feeling of like, I'm out here and this is my life now, mm -hmm. at least for the time being. I was, um, I've kind of reflected on that a little bit because sometimes, you know, you get that itch to want to just go out and I don't know, sleep outside or something, but it's just not the same. If you kind of, you know, went to your backyard or went to some, you know, little forest and set up your tent or hammock and slept out there for the night, because they're really, there's there for me, there's this real difference between that and, you know, hiking, three, four, five miles into the forest and then setting it up that you've, like you said, you feel, you feel like you've actually, you know, wandered somewhere and you kind of have this rewarding feeling too of, of having journeyed somewhere and then you, you've earned your sleep at night. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I think an aspect, yeah, that's, that's actually a good way to put it is like, you've earned your sleep. It's like, it's, it's the feeling of being nomadic, but also still having like that, small connection to security whether that's like all the gear in your backpack or mm. like on a road trip it's like you know we can get in the car and and keep moving but um yeah it's like I, which i think like it makes sense because i guess humans you know originally we were like these nomadic hunter gatherers so you probably like there's probably something like that encoded in our dna like that yeah sense of wandering around but still setting up like a base camp somewhere yeah yeah i well, you know, actually, in the past, a lot more of it, the appeal to me of going to these places and then filming the videos and stuff was seeing all the new stuff. Like, mm -hmm. that element of it is definitely still there, but that is not as much the focus 
anymore. Because mm-hmm. I, I just remember when we started seeing all these new things that yeah. we didn't realize existed were so appealing. I was like, oh, man, yeah, I can't yeah. believe this stuff exists. Like, what are we going to see next? Now we've seen so much that not that we aren't surprised at all and not that we're not amazed, but that's not as much the focus for me anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like like sometimes... I think fondly about trips where the scenery actually isn't even all that spectacular. Like, like I think a lot about that Shawnee trip where we, it was, it was just me and Robbie, but it was like, we hiked through Shawnee, like um, I think in the late fall or something, but it's like the feeling you get from just like being out in the open. Like, I think in the sense that seeing new scenery for the first time is kind of a shock to your system. There's still like this element of, you know, sleeping outside on a brisk night that is kind of a shock to like the normal routines in your life that that is still appealing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but it's like you can get that like um anywhere in the wilderness. It doesn't have to be like the most spectacular national park in Wyoming or whatever. Oh but, man, what was I about to say? Crap, <laughs> I had a follow up to that, but totally slipped my mind. We should uh we can read some of the Patreon comments on how they feel. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. do that while I think. Yeah, so Drew says nostalgia and a comforting feeling, which I like the fact that people feel nostalgia from our videos, I think is one of the highest compliments that could be paid to us. Because like nostalgia is such a insubstantial in feeling that I feel like it's it, it's hard to grasp sometimes, but I'm glad that it gives people that feeling. Yeah. Uh, oh, I remember what I was going to say. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, you can go on. I'll say it afterwards. Okay, uh, Selena says, I feel wistful, makes me want to be out on an adventure too. Uh, Sue and Tan say the feeling we get is that we're right with you guys. I'm going to read like a couple more. Um, uh, Sal Delicio says, I wish I could bottle the sense of calm and comfort you wake uh, when you wake up in your tent on a cooler morning. Might mm. be one of my favorite feelings. Are. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely. And Dan Vulcan says, for me, it's peacefulness, camaraderie, journey, exploration, and a sense of wonder and appreciation for nature and challenge. What I was going to say is uh, I also love the feeling of being alone out there like not by myself like solo that's got its appeal but i just mean like your group is even if there's other people out there like hiking around but the sense that there's you guys are all isolated like everybody who's out there you're isolated and you're out there for some reason that feeling is just very appealing to get out there and be like oh man you know what there's nobody around right now that's why i love weekday trips especially if you go to a park on a weekday and there's nobody there. Oh, it is the best. Like contrast <laughs> that with when we went to Yosemite and the we went to the what was the falls where it was so crowded? Was that Yosemite Falls? Yes. yes. Lower Yosemite Falls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was just like a theme park. Super cool waterfall. And it could have its own appeal. But if what you're looking for is the type of experience that you get from backpacking, that's totally different. Right. Yeah. I think it's a little bit the the same distinction you can make from camping at a campground versus camping, you know, along the trail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, even if that campground is kind of remote and in a, you know, in the middle of a like a big park, you're still you, there's still like this a lot of people there and you don't really get that sense of uh, isolation as much. Yeah. And you know, that might be now that I'm thinking about it, that might be why I find, find like the specifically on road trip episodes, find the small towns and stuff so appealing. Cause it's like, 
I mean, it's it's fun to vi visit like touristy sites and big cities and popular parks, but it's also like when you're in a random small town or or whatever, it's like who's been here, you know? It's like yeah, it's that feeling of like being somewhere that is remote, even if it technically is like a populated area, but it's just mm -hmm. like a weird part of the journey that is connected to all these other parts. Do you guys remember the time that our aunt took us camping for the first time? Car camping? I don't think I was there, but I, I've heard you tell this story, I think. Do you remember that, Brian? No, I don't think I do. Where, where was it? It was the... No, you were there, Andrew, because it was the trip where we I eventually wasn't. split up. Your family and my brother went to Mackinac Island. And then me... And then Joe and James's family went to that beach. You guys remember that when we split up and then like we played I remember rock, the paper, second scissors half, to see who goes. But I don't remember the car camping. Well, that colored my impression of camping for years. <laughs> it's like we literally parked at a car camping place, mm. set up a tent beach. right outside of the car, and it was like a massive circus tent, and everybody was in there. There was like fifteen <laughs> people in there. <laughs> Everybody was snoring their butts off and couldn't sleep. Like, I think my brother actually didn't sleep at all because the snoring was so bad. And there was just a bunch of cars and gas. And I was like, this is what camping is? Why would anyone do this? Right, right. And it wasn't I... until much later that we found out that you could camp away from cars. <laughs> I mean, I don't... if my ex now... Now there's no problem. Like if I if I car camp, like that can totally be a great time. But my expectations would be properly tempered if I were car camping now. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the car camping, but I I do know that like even when we went on our first trip in Hawking Hills, um, like we had the idea of backpacking and like because I remember we were talking to your brother who was helping us, you know, set up this camping trip, um. And even then we were like, oh, like, where's, how's the campsite work? Like, we don't want to just like park right next yeah, to it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And it turned out to be still a campsite, but you like parked in a lot and then walked down to it. That's actually a good but, like middle ground, I feel like. Mm -mm. Yeah. I, and, you know, I will say like, I feel like after having backpacked a lot, I've actually grown an appreciation for that sort of stuff. Um, like on this past road trip, I mean, Thomas, I, I think especially loves this sort of stuff, but like the <laughs> idea of car camping and having like your equipment in the car. <laughs> yeah. But like there, there is something appealing about that. And I like having a little bit more accommodations, but still. I think it yeah. ties back to what you said about having everything you need on your back, but just in a larger sense, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, the, there's, there's plenty of people out there who, you know, uh, drive around and live out of their car um, and just travel and live out of their car, but they have everything they need in their car to survive. So it's a similar thing, just on a larger scale. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have two retirement plans. Now my retirement plans are <laughs> <laughs> either I move to Japan and make videos in Japan. Like that's instant 1 million subscribers or <laughs> I buy a van and then I live out of the van. That's an instant 200,000 subscribers <laughs> <laughs> or you do both in Japan. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. That's, yeah. That's actually, man, like legitimately if I, if I ever, well, that's still a lot of energy. I was gonna say, if I ever don't have the energy to backpack anymore, I could do that. Like I could maybe slightly less energy, but so I, I don't know. There's something appealing about being nomadic. I think that has been well-established uh, just by our own experience, but also what 
people like to watch. Mm-hmm. People love watching those van videos on YouTube, mm-hmm. man. You know, um, this is going a little off topic, but you talking about going to Japan made me think about how uh, I, I really want to, well, travel internationally in general, uh, but I really want to go to Taiwan. Oh, yeah. We got mm-hmm. to, man. I've only yeah. been there for like three, maybe two or three days. It was like a layover, basically. <laughs> but I was so jet lagged, I didn't really get to enjoy it. It was a very vivid experience because I was so jet lagged that my memory of it is very like clear in my mind how weird it was just walking around in a stupor. Actually, you could, you both should talk about because I'm curious. I've never been to Taiwan, but both of you have been, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just curious I'm, like what the feeling you get because my impression is it's like a blend of Chinese and Japanese culture in the sense of that it's like clean and modern, but with Chinese culture kind of, you know? Yeah, that but. is generally the sense I got from it, but I was there for such a short amount of time, I can't say for sure. Hmm. But I did go to that CN Tower. Is that what it's called? Maybe Like it's the not. huge one? There's like a Taipei big tower in Taiwan. Maybe Oh, Taipei Tower, maybe that's what it's called. Yeah, Taipei, Taipei 101, right? So, oh, yeah, 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 that's it. That's Taipei 101. It, yeah. uh, oh, man, I got a friend who lives in Taipei, or not Taipei, Taiwan. I don't know if she still lives there. But she's from there. Maybe we can <laughs> we can talk about that later. But yeah, no, it was cool. Right, Brian, you actually lived there for a while, though, didn't you? Uh, yeah, summer? I was there for a bit. And although I was mainly in the city, like Taiwan, I, I would say that, yeah, it was definitely... Why am I hearing... Oh, sorry. I, I'm sending Robbie a thing to overlay if he's using OBS. Uh, That'll make it look nicer. <laughs> oh. I keep hearing these pings. <laughs> I just, I just uh, whipped this up. It's distracting me. Um. But yeah, so it was, it didn't feel as much of like a a culture shock as I thought it might be. Um, But it definitely, I mean, you could definitely feel that blend of like the modern and kind of the old, um, like the history of the place, much more so than, you know, where I currently live. Um, But honestly, if I were to go, if if I were to go back again, I would definitely... Um, want to check out more of the like the rural areas and and see some of the mount more of the mountains and, and yeah. all that stuff. There, it looks like there's actually a lot of like parks where we could go go, go hiking. I don't know about like backpacking specifically, but there's definitely a lot of like wilderness in Taiwan. And there's also um there's a town called is it Jiangfen? What was it? Uh. Let me look this up really quick. But it's, uh, yeah, it's called Jufen, but it's like the town that inspired Spirited Away. It's like a very old, traditional looking town. Oh, that's in Taiwan? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, we definitely got to go there. Yeah, that would be so cool. But yeah, I I think that's another thing is uh, once we are, you know, able to travel more internationally, I think it'd be cool to do episodes where we're showing like, the actual traveling portion of it, but then also having an episode dedicated to like the camping and hiking stuff. Okay, sorry, I was putting on headphones. Cool, okay, well, uh, speaking of that, do you guys have any places that you wanna go this year as far as international or national travel? Cause I was actually thinking, actually this, came up in the chat that one (laughs) Uh, oh yeah obviously Uh, 
I, I meant specifically this year, though. Unless you were thinking that we could do that this year. Well, I was thinking like maybe we could think about doing it winter. But I guess it I, is I also slippery. don't know what they're yeah. like. I don't know if we'd have to isolate for two weeks oh, still or anything. Oh, right, but. yeah. It just yeah. all depends. <laughs> it might be really Which, expensive too. That could be the hotel archives. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm I'm gonna put it down right now so that we're even doubly accountable because I've said this before. I'm saying it again. We're doing a hotel archives this year for mm -hmm. April Fools. And it's going to be on April Fool's Day. We're going to release a full-length video. It's going to be an hour long, and we're going to be in a hotel. <laughs> I'm telling you, it, it could just be one night. It could be two nights too, but <clears throat> we're staying in a hotel, and we're going to like <laughs> review it and like eat the apples at Hampton Inn and the breakfast. <laughs> it's going to be great. See, the question is, which I think we've kind of talked about, but it's like, do we look for an interesting hotel so it's more interesting or do we literally just choose like a mundane <laughs> hotel and that's what's make it that that's what makes it funny well the spirit of the april fool's joke is that it's a mundane hotel right, so right, i right. kind of feel like we should just pick the closest cheapest hotel to you guys's house <laughs> maybe not the cheapest, <laughs> not, not the cheapest. We've, we've experienced cheap hotels and <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to experience that again <laughs> definitely a hampton inn quality or better but yeah, i mean no, just like no stains <laughs> <laughs> like the most no frills type of yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. not like a Motel Six. I it's got your your that. most standard hotel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the time, the kind must that must have continental breakfast so we can review that. <laughs> <laughs> the kind that you would go to on a trip with your family. You know, it it would be funny though because it's like usually those things are scenes that are a little glossed over. Like you know when we have breakfast, it's like cell phone footage or just really quick handheld. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we could like really make it cinematic, like zooming in on these. Uh, instant scrambled eggs. And oh, like, yes. <laughs> I mean, we're so doing that. Oh, my God, we're going to do that. Why don't we just do two? Why don't we do a mundane one and an interesting one? Well, we found that really interesting hotel in Hocking Hills. So we could do that as like an But hour. that could be a real yeah, episode. Yeah, that, that we could actually, be a real episode, yeah. Yeah, because we could explore the park, yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, oh, this, is a, this is a side note, but I saw Dan Vulcan said something about the waffle iron, but in our <laughs> most recent episode on the road trip part two, Oh yeah, we were talking about the hotel breakfast, and in the narration, the waffles were mentioned, and it was a picture, a shot of the worst, most terrible-looking waffles you've ever seen. It's like the top had clearly been like the iron. It was. It was basically. I know. I I assume Robbie made those waffles because he probably ate them, but he probably made the waffles and was like, "Well, I better not waste these." I don't know what happened. There, the things just stuck really badly. So. I couldn't get it out. <laughs> also, sorry to break the fourth wall, but can are you able to put this frame over top? I just uh, I can try. I don't know if it's gonna break okay. the stream. Let me see. Here. Okay, don't 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 worry about it. <laughs> are you using OBS? Yeah, yeah. OB it broke Kenobi's? the stream like immediately. I can fix it though. Hold on, let me see if I can get. This oh crap! <laughs> no, I mean it didn't break the stream, but like you guys' video. Oh, I see, I see. And okay, don't worry about my it. My Google Chrome is still not working, so yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Well. Yeah. Well, we are let's just out. go off the cuff from here because I, I just feel like I can't uh, focus. But what what have you guys been up to lately? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, really quick. G, GX Ace in the Patreon chat said, uh, Andrew should make an A-frame out of robes and sheets instead of Bushcraft its hotel. I was I was actually thinking that too. Like we can make like a blanket fort, but kind of treat it like we're- Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. yes, we are totally <laughs> doing that, dude. <laughs> oh man yeah and then we can go to like the stairs and be like okay yeah we're gonna hike two stories 
up to our room. <laughs> uh, yeah, what, what video games have you guys been playing? <laughs> um, actually, same yeah. as always. Actually, no, I've been playing. Uh, I've been playing something called Deep Rock Galactic. <laughs> that was just have a free P- PSN game, right? Yeah, yeah. That's... But it's actually really fun. Um, it's it's the kind of it's kind of it's the kind of game where when you play with friends, you just there's shenanigans going on and, and you just have a good time. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've been playing the game Sifu. Oh, Sifu. Right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's dude, that game is so hard. Uh, but when you get the feel, like, so when I first started playing, I was like, "This is super hard." And but like every time you die, it adds the amount of times you've died to your age. So like, I beat the first level and I was like seventy-eight or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> but then like, so the mechanic I, though is you have less health, but you're stronger. Yes, as yeah, you yeah. age. Yeah. But so after I beat that level, like you can go on the wooden dummy and like it, it puts you into a virtual training thing with like a AI partner, you know? So I did that a bunch and then I went back through the first level and I was just like wiping the floor with these guys. And it, it, it's like, I was exclaiming out loud. I was like, this game is so cool because you can feel like <laughs> that feeling of flow when you're like getting good at it. But then I got to the second level and it got a lot harder. <laughs> and I, uh, the furthest I've gotten is like the, sec- the, the boss on the second level. So it's a roguelite, right? So, or roguelike. So when you start, when you die, you have to start over eventually. Yeah, but it, it saves old. the levels you unlock. And then you can also, if you like unlock a skill five times, you permanently unlock that. Oh, so okay. is there a story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's kind of mysterious, but it's like you're getting revenge for someone mm-hmm. who killed your seafood. And then, shit. so the actual gameplay, I keep seeing like buttons all over the enemies. Is it like you have to hit the right buttons when you hit them or something? So there's like a thing called structure, which is basically like if you block um, after a while, your structure breaks and it, the, the enemies have that too. So when their structure breaks, you can press a button combo and you do like a finisher on them. Um, but can't... there are like different moves you can do and stuff. I cannot believe that that game was made. Like that game is so right up your alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like they made it just for you and, and <clears throat> just the right time too. Also, I, I was thinking if I ever cosplay as a character, I, like I'm already wearing the shirt that he basically wears. It's like, oh, right, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be so easy to cosplay. <laughs> Not that I, I, I don't know. I've never actually cosplayed. But... Don't you cosplay him whenever you go to the studio? Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew's on permanent cosplay now. <laughs> there's, you know, I, I hope there's like a resurgence of like cool kung fu stuff because like there's an indie kung fu movie called Paper Tigers on Netflix. It's actually like really good, but. It feel, has kind of the same feel, in a sense. I mean, it's kind of like more of a comedy, but um, uh, you know, Keanu cool Reeves stuff. made a kung fu movie. Oh, really? Yeah, it was uh, with the choreographer of The Matrix. Like he, oh. Keanu Reeves directed it and played the bad guy, but the choreography choreographer hey, of The Matrix was the main character. Yeah, you should look that up. I think that that'd be up your alley too. Oh, Man of Tai Chi. Is that what it is? It sounds right. Yeah, I I, I have been playing the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, and oh. it's good. That game On is game just Pass? no. I bought it actually oh, okay. right before it came to Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that game is really great because I love games where you get to make decisions. Like, mm. there's not not nothing earth shattering, but like that's why Knights of the Old Republic was great too. Is they give you like these little moral quandaries. And like, <laughs> what are you gonna do? And then you become dark side or light side based on it, but. It's really fun. It's like the type of, it doesn't happen that often, but it's the general vibe of those 
trolley questions like you know the trolley problem right where you gotta switch <laughs> oh the like yeah, yeah yeah like <clears throat> do you run over one or five people or whatever? yeah yeah oh that it's like it's going to kill five people but if you hit the switch it'll only kill one person right and i feel like that one's really easy to me i'm like no you hit the switch man you gotta live with that <laughs> <laughs> right right <laughs> well i i think actually this is a total tangent but i think the thing there like they think if you hit the switch, now you're responsible for the person's death. But yeah, inaction, you are. inaction is also a choice. Yeah, inaction is a yeah. choice. Yeah, you're responsible yeah, yeah. for five people's deaths or one people's If you did yeah. not know and yeah. you killed the five people, then you could live with that. But if you did nothing, I'd be like, no, nah, man, come on, man. I, <laughs> I, I think this actually, this is still on the tangent, but I think part of why I always try to... Uh, go towards the choice that's making a choice, like where you do action, is because all those times in my life when I was a kid and I did nothing, mm. and like, not, not like I had a choice to do something and I just chose inaction. Mm -hmm. And that kind of scarred me. I was like, no, no, never again. You're gonna make a choice and you're gonna do it and you're what gonna kind live of, with that choice. What kind of choices though? Like, was it something comparable where it's like someone is being bullied or something or was it more just like you taking hold of your own life or something it was probably more the latter i can't think of any examples beyond like trying to talk to girls and then doing nothing <laughs> <laughs> like the inaction from that has scarred me and i'm like no 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 ice cream or or hamburgers hamburgers <laughs> no no wait ice cream <laughs> oh you know actually part of it is too is when you go out with a group of friends like when i that the company I worked at, people were like trying to choose where to eat or whatever. And everybody would be so indecisive and be like, blah, 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 blah. And now my, my thing is like, I, if you're asking, I will make a decision for you. You may not be happy, but I, if you need somebody to make a decision, I can be your guy. I will make that decision. Cause it gets really frustrating when you're like, <laughs> you know, I, I still feel like I have moments where I'm indecisive, but it's, it's be hold up. You're the king of indecisiveness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think a lot of times I genuinely like do not care what choice happens. Mm. There are probably times where I do, but I'm like trying to be too nice. But I feel like a lot of times I just genuinely don't care. We need like a safe word for you then. Like if you really don't care, you need to be like banana and then we'll be like, okay. <laughs> 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 like, cause it, you're so indecisive all the time. It's like... Well, well, I was. I think okay. Here, here's another part. Is I think part of the reason is uh, like, I sometimes have that like Taoist farmer mindset where I'm like, well, uh, choice A could be good or could be bad. Like I don't, I don't know what it resulted. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe I'll like the pancakes. Maybe I'll prefer the omelet. I, well, I won't see, know till it arrives. <laughs> that philosophy, I feel like, makes it easier to make a choice. That's true. That's true. Because then you just go with whatever. Yeah, you go yeah. with which one. And you... Well, I, I guess in that case, then I'm like, so if someone else has a preference, they should make the decision. But uh, then, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but, but then, then we eat up. We end. We end up eating at McDonald's. And then you get mad. Thomas, because Thomas is making the choice and he wants his 50 nuggets. <laughs> we go eat at McDonald's and you're like, man, Burger King would have been better though. You're the fries and the ketchup. <laughs> I'm reminded of uh, that scene when you guys, where, where, where were you guys eating the burgers like on the curb in the parking oh, lot? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> My burger must have been made by someone else because I, I still feel like it was better than the McDonald's one we had at the end of the trip. <laughs> it was my fault though. It was my fault because I left the car because i had to go to the bathroom so badly 
So I was not there for the ordering process. <laughs> so I, I did tell them what I wanted, but I don't believe that I got the right thing. Man, it was so bad. It was the worst <laughs> burger I've ever had in my life. Should have given it to that cat. What did it taste like? Was it just flavorless or like? Because mine actually tasted kind of smoky or whatever. I don't know. I remember it being good. The bun was stale. Oh, was your bun not stale? I don't think so. Oh man, you got I... the last bun from the package. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got like the last <laughs> burger that was sitting there, and they had to make fresh ones for like. <laughs> you know, speaking of this, these decision kind of things, it kind of relates to our choices when it comes to uh making post-hike meal choices mm. sometimes sometimes we we're like you know we already know what we want or or we already know where we're gonna go yeah like when we were doing um germantown probably like oh we're gonna go eat pizza there oh, but yeah. then sometimes we're driving and we'll be just looking at google maps trying to find something and see what sounds good and we cannot decide at all what was <laughs> and- the episode oh sorry go ahead I don't know. I was just going to say, usually, yeah, Robbie, you're the one who's like, okay, we're going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) There was an episode where I ate a bunch of sandwiches right before we ended the hike. So then I wasn't hungry. Oh, yeah. So then somehow we kept not choosing any of the places. I can't remember what episode it was, but there was a bunch of places we could have gone to, like a Chinese place, a a fried chicken place, whatever. And by the time we got far enough out. There was no more shops like or restaurants like that. And it was just Wendy's and stuff. So we ate at a Wendy's and it was one of the worst oh, post-hike meals we've ever had. I do remember that. It was yeah. just in the parking lot, basically. Well, yeah, that sounds familiar. <laughs> um, I'm sure you know, someone, I'm sure someone in the chat will remember what episode yeah. that was. I, I'm curious what causes indecision for you guys. Cause like, for example, if I'm at a restaurant, just cause that's like the easiest example, but it applies to other stuff. But mm-hmm. um, I feel like, I get indecision one if nothing on the menu looks appealing or two if everything sounds sort mm-hmm. of appealing. Mm-hmm. And what I really love is when I get there and there's like that one food item that's kind of weird and sounds good to me. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, the livers and kidneys. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That sounds right. I feel, I feel like when it comes to the post-hike meals, my biggest reason for indecision is a lot of the places you hear just sound so, you know, some it's just the same type of thing you can get somewhere Mm. else Mm. and i don't know i guess we're all kind of drawn to the more mom and pop type places where you don't really recognize the name or um but it's just sometimes you look at it and you're like oh okay uh like this place is a a sandwich place it's like "Ah, i don't really want to go there you know you can you can go anywhere and, and get a sandwich but um i don't know for some reason i think we tend to lean towards pizza but i i think that i think that's because Pizza, there's just so much variety in pizza. You can go somewhere and you can mm-hmm. order a type of pizza that you couldn't get at another pizza place. It's also it's hard to ruin. Like, yeah. Except for if Andrew chooses the topic. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew will never be able to let that go. We'll never be able to let that go, Andrew. That what was it? Barbecue sauce, broccoli. Yeah, mushrooms. I mean, I think I think that what happened there is I like veggie pizza and I like pizza with barbecue sauce, but when combined, it doesn't really work. It was. It, I it overstate how bad it was, <laughs> but it was still very disappointing. Well, the problem was, Andrew, is if you like veggie pizza, that's fine. But why did you just, why did you put so few toppings on it? <laughs> it's I, like if you I want, if you, yeah, you had know. like two, you had like the barbecue sauce and then like broccoli and something else. I think it was broccoli and onions. I don't know. It might have been know. the price or something. Uh, uh, you yeah, should have just, you should have yeah. just gone like for like the full like veggie yeah, yeah, pizza yeah. or something yeah. like that. Uh, interestingly, I'll, I'll concede that. <laughs> what, ma- what makes me indecisive is being hungry. 
It's actually kind of weird because it, it feels like an actual, like, you know how sometimes you can feel your brain not working. Yeah. It's hard to think about your brain that way because it seems like your brain is independent of your physical state. Oh no. When I'm dehydrated, it's like, yeah, but it's like a real thing. Your brain is like a mechanical chemical thing, you know? But when I'm hungry, I can't make a decision. Like, even if I have all the food in front of me, I'm like, oh, should I do this? Or even if I need to, like, do some errands or something, I can't do those errands until I've Mm -hmm. eaten and my brain stops thinking about it. Robbie's just the classic definition of hangry. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it is funny. Like, I, like, okay, this is a bit of a tangent, but when you go into, like, Hindu or Buddhist philosophy, there's a lot of talk of, like, you know, having desire results in suffering in life. But I actually, I kind of like the feeling of, oops, I like it when you can like know exactly what you want, you know? And and like, like when you're craving a specific food and you know that that's what you want, or like when you're craving doing a specific thing in life. I I mean, I guess the caveat is you actually have to be able to do it, but yeah. No, I, I kind of agree with that because I think there's, it's, it's hard to say, you know, how often I really actually specifically crave something, but I can not remember specific times, but I can relate to that feeling of you're like, I want this. And that is the only thing I want. And it's kind of a satisfying feeling to know that this is what you want. And, you know, that's your, that's like your goal. Right. Yeah. So I don't really know how to explain it. Uh, but I I, I I get where you're coming from there. Do you ever yearn, George? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's life satisfaction is when you have, when you're, what you want to do aligns with what you need to do. Mm. Like, yeah, there's no better. Well, there's lots of better feelings, but one of <laughs> the best feelings is when you have work to do and you want to do that work. Like a uh, simple example is like when you want to, I mean, for me, like if I have some stuff to organize, <laughs> like I'm like, oh, I gotta organize this bin or whatever. <laughs> Just like my purpose. No, I know. Yeah, yeah. My purpose is so clear there. I know exactly yeah. what I need to do. I I'm good at doing it. There's no frustration. Like it's that flow state or whatever that people talk about. But mm-hmm. just everything is in alignment, and there's no existential dread. Like oh, what should I be doing in life? It's I'm doing this right now. <laughs> I think that's part of why eating is so fun too. It's like when you're eating, you're like, this is my only purpose in life right now. I never (laughs) want this to end. This is. That's probably why the post-psych meals are so satisfying. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I, except when you eat sandwiches right before it, but, (laughs) but like when you, when you're, when you're off that trail and you're hungry, you have like one mindset and that is to get a good meal. That's, that's probably the appeal of camping in general. It's like you are constantly in a state of like, this natural state of, you know, you have hunger and then you eat and now you want to sleep. And it's like, you know exactly what you want to do and you do it. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I've, I've felt that like this past week I said was like the first time I've been actually getting ahead of some of the tasks I need to do. It's like, it's so great. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is on a side, but I have a little folding table and I set it up in my bathroom. Cause now I have a laptop I can edit on. So now I just like, whenever I'm using the toilet for more than five minutes, I'm like, oh, I can get some stuff done. <laughs> it feels great. <laughs> There's something else I gotta say, but I, I forget. You're gonna do what Kramer did, only instead of the shower, you're just gonna live on the toilet. 
What are going to do? Hold on. I got to go to my office. <laughs> Andrew needs like a little thing, like harness attached to him with like a plat, like a little table in front of it. So you can just put the laptop in front. So no matter where he's going, he's just like editing and doing stuff. <laughs> um, another thing I was going to say is like, there. I, I feel like something I've been thinking about recently, which is kind of related is sometimes like I derive satisfaction from really simple things like, like I've noticed something that makes me feel the best is oh sorry I gotta let someone in the door one sec okay <laughs> well anyways <laughs> well what what are you having for lunch Brian that's what I'm doing after this <laughs> uh, my lunches are determined on the spot but <laughs> I've got I've got some pre cooked chick or some cooked chicken that I already cooked and then I'm gonna make some vegetables so that's about it dude Very how. <laughs> Quick aside before Andrew continues his story, how are you staying on your diet? Like, I think people need to know this because you could like write a book or something. Um, it, you just, I mean, it's just the same way you eliminated sugar, right? You eventually just get to a point where, um, it's it gets easier and easier. Uh, but I think actually, I think one of the big things is, and I think we can all relate to this, is just don't have those bad things in your house mm. don't have them readily available and it makes it much more difficult to to kind of break off your diet because you'd be like oh man i just want like some cereal and then there's no cereal and like ah all right well i'll just i'll just sit here <laughs> that is yeah oh i could go into a whole tangent on that but andrew why don't you continue your story <laughs> oh no I, I was just gonna talk about how um like recently i've noticed simple things make me feel like i i think the when I'm just going through my routines, the things that make me feel best is like having worked out and getting those endorphins pumping. And it's like, sometimes I think, you know, oh man, I, I love just living a simple life where I'm getting things done, <laughs> I'm cleaning and exercising. But then also sometimes I go through periods where I'm like, I want to do something like crazy that really breaks the routine. But mm. I feel like that's just like an interesting rhythm in life is like, you know, yeah. being very satisfied with a simple life where you're just doing what your body needs but occasionally you want to like go hog wild and like travel across. Oh the yeah. Or yeah. But. Well, yeah, I think that is a rhythm. You, you nailed it on the head. <clears throat> yeah. I think oh, a lot of people could relate to that kind of, you know, you got your ups and your downs and like your highs and your lows. <laughs> and the creamy centers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, another good feeling as far as like your purpose being set is the end of a road trip. <laughs> and I say oh, like, yeah. it could be the end of any type of trip, but, you reach that point where you're like, dude, my only purpose is to get home now. And mm -hmm. every trip, there is that point where you're like, oh, my mm -hmm. only purpose is to get home. And mm -hmm. I don't know, just something about knowing what your purpose is, even if it's as simple as my purpose right now is to walk across this room or whatever. You know, that's why I love riding the bus or the train or a plane. It's like, oh, <laughs> it's like all it's like all you got to do is sit there and that's your purpose. <laughs> but it's like, you feel like you're really doing something. It's like, man, I'm going somewhere, but I'm also just sitting and doing nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean though? It's like, <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Yeah. After getting out of school, uh, well, I mean, your job would be one thing, but mm -hmm. outside of your job in school, well, with school is so all encompassing, but once you get out of school, your only real purpose is to do your job. Right. But outside of that, there's that not exactly existential dread that creeps in, but the the existential unknowing of like, what should I be doing? 
Like mm. what, what is my purpose to filling that? <laughs> you pass butter. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to remember that quote. <laughs> what is that from? It's from Rick and Morty. Oh, <laughs> oh right. Yeah, yeah. I, that. I haven't watched the new episodes of that. I should watch that at some point. Uh, um, well, oh, are you done? Yeah, I was done. <laughs> no, no, no. I was, was going to say, like, um, in a weird way, like, I've actually felt that Kung Fu is kind of that for me, where it's like, I, I don't know, just, like, you know, when I think of it rationally, it's like, I'm just learning a skill or whatever. It's like, I'm not, like, preparing for some major battle, but it's like, that feeling of like, <laughs> I think I think you are prepared for some major battle. Actually, <laughs> I think you dream about kung fu at night. You're like punching the air. I, I actually, I literally do dream about. <laughs> like I've had dreams, multiple dreams. Andrew, anyway, um... Andrew is a prepper. Only instead of prepping like with supplies, he preps with a kung fu. He's like, man, when that apocalypse says, it's gonna be all about hand-to-hand combat there, there is something okay like there is something appealing though like knowing that you're learning skills that could be applied like like that feeling of being on a road trip and knowing oh i could you know handle myself in a tussle oh, you know yeah. well i don't know if i could but you, you at least give yourself that illusion you but would be better than better than you, sure. you could handle yeah, yourself yeah. better than than three years ago right, right. <laughs> but anyway it's like that that feeling of um working on yourself and learning a skill like that even though to someone else it might seem mundane and pointless it, it's like having that sort of drive and purpose of of just like self-improvement in general and like turn yourself into someone you enjoy being i think that's really the key is mm. like whatever you do it, it's great to uh, uh aspire to be someone you just enjoy being like where you just enjoy existing as that person but yeah oh that actually relates to what i was what a tangent i could have gone off earlier is that you have to make your environment conducive to the type of person you want to be. Yeah. Like a lot of times there's a podcast I've been listening to where they're talking about motivation and people have this idea that motivation is about willpower and, Oh man, if you just try hard enough, you just do this hard enough, but it's more about putting yourself in the situation where your body will naturally want to do the things that you want to do. Yeah, man. So much of life is that. Yeah. So it's like, it's getting the good sleep and getting a little bit of regular exercise, not eating too much like crap. And then the things that you would naturally tend towards will bubble up. But if you're tired and sick and hungry, those things will never bubble up because your overriding sense will just yeah. be, I feel like crap. Lack of sleep is such a big one for me. Oh yeah. It, yeah. It is funny how like some discomfort or some, some sort of, sensation i guess can easily just override everything else um because like when we when we go camping and we're hiking the minute i need to like go to the bathroom <laughs> <it's> <laughs> like i i become sluggish i become very irritable and i'm just like all right <laughs> i cannot continue unless i uh, unless something is done about this, yeah, this yeah. that's why i don't understand how thomas can, can yeah it's weird it's so weird he can go the like, whole time without i, I do think bathroom. he becomes more irritable because he just starts hiking ahead by himself uh, and he gets really impatient at us stopping to film but I, I just don't understand how he can continue like that until the end of the trip or whenever he I, does I guess stuff why the term is anally retentive right like it's isn't that oh. where it comes from? i don't know <laughs> I don't know. yeah huh well i should look that up uh <laughs> speaking of which our next trip 50th episode mm -hmm. uh we're not going to say exactly where it is but people have guessed it already you can figure it out <laughs> but one interesting thing about this place is you cannot poop 
there. Oh, yeah. So they have... <laughs> There's a f magic force field that prevents you from <laughs> They have toilets set up, but the second campsite, or maybe the first campsite that we're going to, <clears throat> the toilet got like washed away in a flood or something. <laughs> so... <laughs> So that whole southern portion of our trip, we're not going to have a bathroom. So, so we Brian's have... going to have to experience the wag bag? Wag well, bag. we're going to have to either time our poops right or we're going to have mm. to use wag bags, which, speaking of which, I need to get those before we leave as so a backup. We... Is that the beginning of the trip? Yeah. All right, so we should eat light. <laughs> I feel like it's the second night. Maybe I'm – I can't remember. Oh. You better double check that. <laughs> yeah. uh, I've been trying That's to get Thomas good. to uh, update the thing, but yeah. Yeah, we'll bring some wag bags. We've experienced yeah, it. Emergency Brian. wag bags. Yeah, Brian, you experience it too. <laughs> Brian, Brian, <laughs> Brian looks thrilled at the prospect. <laughs> like, oh, guys, I think I'm getting sick now. Uh, can't go. No. <laughs> okay, let's. Uh, yeah, we'll we gotta... probably wrap up in a second. But why don't we get anybody have any questions? We'll take like one or two of those, and if they're really easy questions, we can take all of them. I think we got like two minutes, right? Or are we going to be we have two to... minutes before the call automatically Oh, ends. two minutes? Okay, well, <laughs> yeah. get those questions in real quick. Before that <laughs> happens, though, Brian, uh, I mean, we could just restart the call if we need to. Uh, okay. Are you guys playing Witch Queen? Or when that comes out? When does yeah. that come out? Yeah, yeah. It comes it out right comes when out we the get day, back. Like, yeah. literally when we come back. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Oh, you guys should leave your PlayStations on, and then you can just remote in on your phone or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew was like, Andrew was saying, uh, can I remote in on my PS5 on my Mac? Or maybe I can oh, play you Destiny could. on my you Mac. Could. Yeah, you can. You could, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, they have a remote play on that. Just to download it, you know. <laughs> oh, just I don't know why it. I like that game so much. You know, I'm going to, I'm committed. I think it's time to accept the fact that you just do like the game and it's yeah. a yeah, decent yeah. game. There's no problem with that. <laughs> yeah. I'm committed to learning the story of that game. So that every, because I play the expansions every time they come out. And they're very enjoyable, but the story makes no sense. The Savathun and the darkness and Crota and all this. And I'm like, what? Yeah. And I watched their interactive trailer that's supposed to get you caught up to speed. It, literally zero words of what they said made any sense. <laughs> it's it's a lot, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if uh, we run out of time, we'll just start it back up. But um, okay. Panasonic GH6 incoming, yay or nay? Right now it's a nay. They still don't have phase detect autofocus until they add phase detect autofocus. I mean, they're, they're, the autofocus they're supposed to be doing is supposed to be improved. If it's not amazing, then no deal. I'm getting another A7S III. Mm. Uh, any plans for a Pacific Northwest episode? Definitely. We should do that this year, actually. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Some mossy forest. Oh, dude, we could go to Seattle even. and like. Just, I mean, it's a cool city in general. Oh, call's about to end. Okay. You want to just end it, or do you want to keep going? <clears throat> well, let's keep going a little bit. Okay. This All right. Let me end this and then make a new one. Yeah. Just so there's a satisfying conclusion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Give me a second while I make a new meeting. I can't believe my Google Chrome just died died like nothing okay they are joining okay one second one second 
and everyone's back in. Okay, great. By the way, for since we had a commercial break, we have we have shirts available for anyone who doesn't. Well, everyone here right now. Oh, I'm so glad you reminded me. Okay, check that out. Wait, are you? Is he running to get a shirt or something? I can't tell because I hear him scrambling in the background, so he must be. <laughs> I have two items to give away. Oh, oh. Um, first one. <laughs> this is a print <clears throat> of from our Dolly Sods episode. We had a film camera that was given us given to us by Thomas Way, and he gave this <laughs> print to us a long time ago, and I kept forgetting to give it away. Oh, so hey, what I've we're going to do right here. here is we're going to, Brian, you're going to pick a number one through 100. Okay. Keep it in your head. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, hold on. Uh, <laughs> Brian, okay. I, was I was wondering why your camera was so zoomed in. And I realized you were zooming <laughs> on Ellie. <laughs> okay. okay. I got a number. Okay. He's got a number in his head. Everybody in the chat, you're going to pick a number one through 100. We're going to count down two minutes. We're going to talk about <laughs> other stuff. And then once those two minutes are up, we're going to look through the chat and see who was closest or who guessed it. Okay, here we go. Timer starting right now. Okay, <clears throat> so what were we talking about? <laughs> oh, we were answering questions. Yeah, Pacific <laughs> yeah. Northwest. Okay. Uh, so we got a buddy who lives there, actually. So we could definitely, if not stay at his place, he could definitely <laughs> Hold uh, on. drive us around. Oh, never mind. I was going to say, there's only 30 people watching. Maybe we should do one through 30, but... Uh, that, I, I guess it still makes sense. Yeah, I know. And Sorry, if there's a tie, we can we can break the tie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, a lot of people are going with the uh, uh, Galaxy. What, what's that one book? Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy number? Yeah, the answer yeah. to life and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's one more item, by the way. Um, <clears throat> we can just talk about that now, actually. It is a T-shirt. Ah. This was sent to us by JC. He ordered it and then somehow accidentally ordered two or something happened but uh this is our standard adventure archive shirt this is like the this is i used to have one just like this and then i accidentally left it at the normies studio when we did a podcast with what's them. the size size medium and it's mm -hmm. uh the 50 50 shirt i think okay oh no 50 percent polyester 50 percent cotton 20 or no 50 percent polyester 25 cotton 25 rayon mm -hmm. uh, it's a very nice shirt i've had it before although this might be one of the ones that has the stuff will come off really easily. So if you do get it, probably just wash it and then don't dry it. Just hang dry it. I, yeah, I, well, I always flip my, those shirts inside out. So yeah, that do, that too. do much, that too. Yeah. yeah. Okay, 26 seconds left on the clock. <clears throat> you know, I'm starting to really like these premium cotton. Like this one is a premium cotton and it actually holds up really nice and it feels like nice and sturdy. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, dude, oh, the, the, that new design that you made. The Chinese style, like the Chinese yeah, style yeah. is primo brezits. Do we have a poster version of that? Because we should have a poster version. I think that. so. I think there is. Yeah. Okay. All right. Which timer actually is up. Okay. <clears throat> Brian, what was uh, your number? Number was 36. All right. We're stopping at Susan Blevins Lemon. 36. All right. I think uh, uh, Randy Lay is five. Yeah. Over. Randy Lay is the closest. Is there... 42 is six away, 36, or 31 is five away. Yeah, I would say that's... Randy Lay, unless there's any numbers I'm missing in the chat. I think that's it, yeah. All right, Randy Lay! 
Hey. All right. Um, send us a message on Patreon with your address, and I will get that to you. All right. We'll do the same thing for this. Two minutes. Brian, you got a number in your head? Uh, I got to not look at the numbers that I see on the screen right now. <laughs> okay, Andrew, you pick a number. Okay. Um, uh, got it. Okay. Two minutes. G- GX Ace says the translation on the shirt is super cool. And that was something that my parents helped with. Um, they, they actually like put a lot of thought into making it like <laughs> an accurate, but also like really poetic sounding translation. Cause like, um, there's, there's a different word for adventure they could have used, but it kind of implies more like danger and peril. And they were like, well, it, it should actually like evoke the feeling of the show, which is oh. more like calm and peaceful, which I thought was really cool. But yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I looked at those characters. I don't recognize a single one. Mm-mm. Like I know quite a few Japanese characters. I mean, they're Chinese characters, but Chinese characters in Japanese. And I know a couple of Chinese characters and none of those were familiar to me. Mm. Oh, Brian, you've got one of the prints on your uh, yeah. figure, figure case back there. Yeah. 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 He sent us four or five prints. Uh, let me show you. One. Oh, someone already won, I think. Well, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, Andrew. Oh, sorry. <laughs> they get to see the numbers. Uh, yeah, he also sent us this. This is from someplace near his town, I think. You guys still play Pokemon Go? No. <laughs> yeah, I actually uh, was playing the Pokemon game on Switch recently. Arceus or Arceus or whatever? Yeah, yeah. I don't. It's kind of fun. I'm like not big on Pokemon at all, but. You guys played the original when you were kids, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Silver was the last one I played. Hold on. I missed the... I think we missed one question here. Oh, that's cool. GX Ace said uh, his girlfriend translated it. Oh, bagel, donut, or croissant? Croissant. Ooh. Is it cro- croissant? <laughs> <laughs> croissant. You know, I croissants always sound good to me but they're i feel like they're never as good as i want them to be unless really? i think croissants are delicious <laughs> i don't know i'm kind of with okay timer's up okay here we all go all right <clears throat> all right so we ended on susan blevins lemon mm-hmm. so what was the number now the number i chose so it has a lot of significance in different cultures and in chinese culture it means like fortune double fortune Unfortunately, the number is also like used by neo Nazis, but <laughs> but that's not the context of why I chose this. <laughs> if that wasn't clear, uh, but the number was eighty-eight. Okay, seventy-six. Oh no, no. Sandy Beggs is eighty. Oh, Kara B is ninety. Josh, Josh Poth. Josh has it. Yeah, right on. Yeah, Poth. Okay, congratulations, congratulations, Randy Lay and Josh Poth. Okay, both of you guys give me your addresses via Patreon, and I will ship those out to you. Okay. Cool. Uh, cool. Oh, but to answer the question, I would say donuts for fun, but you will always feel bad after eating donuts. Bagels if I actually want to eat a real food, but you'll generally feel bad at, after those two because it's too much. And then croissants are always disappointing. So you agree with me. You guys must have had some bad croissants. I always have those like Costco big bag, you know, the big Mm. box of croissants that our parents uh, get. 
I just feel you like just there eat are, them are straight, or do you do you like turn them, make them into a sandwich or something? That's probably the problem. I eat them straight. <laughs> I gotta, that is a problem. I gotta <laughs> gussy them up. <laughs> okay, so maybe the question is which one can be eaten straight and enjoyed the most, which would be donuts. Oh, donuts. Yeah, no question. Oh, donuts. Well, yeah. I I mean I think I would prefer a bagel sandwich too. Like it's got more substance, especially when you mm. toast that bagel. Mm. Like a bagel breakfast sandwich. I will say that croissants are the only one that won't make you feel terrible after you eat it. Mm. Like just the other croissants ones are just too much. Are, croissants are kind of nostalgic though. Cause I feel like I always have them when I'm like at a relative's house or like at a hotel <laughs> or something. <laughs> hotel croissants. Maybe that's why you've never had a good croissant. <laughs> oh it's always God. hotels or Costco. Dude, I am so excited about hotel archives. It's going to be so much fun. <laughs> oh, it's going to oh, be great. <laughs> okay. Funny. Well, I, I think that's uh, it for Campfire Chronicles episode number 32. We're going to be back in a month. We're going to make this a monthly thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which <laughs> sounds like a long ways off, but for us, it's you know it's been like yeah. 35 years and it's been a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, well, yeah. we're actually, oh no, we can't record one, but shouldn't the, the next one I think should have Thomas in it, right? Oh, we could do it. Oh yeah. Not live or we could do it live. Yeah. Let's let's try to do one. We'll try to yeah, do we'll one. We'll try one, but, it, but it'll yeah, come out at the very least. least. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Cool. Review questions <laughs> on hotel archives. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh wait. Remember when we made those sandwiches at, uh, at Torch Lake? Oh, Man, right. Yes. Your dad would get those bagels from work or something. And he would just have like a hundred old frozen bagels that we would toast oh, yeah. in the toaster oven. Yeah. Oh man. You we had like that? Some smoked salmon or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then he would get the little cream uh, cheese packets too. Tuna, well, actually I thought we had actual bread too. And it smoked salmon. That was from your dad's work, right? Like he would just take the bagels. I, from... I just remember regular bread. <laughs> I, well, I, I just remember we were we were watching the Tenth Kingdom, and the werewolf guy was like making a bagel sandwich with like roast pig oh, or something. Oh right, yeah. And we were yeah, eating yeah. our sandwiches while watching that. <laughs> oh man, good times, good times, man. Yeah. Okay. Okay. okay cool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks everybody for joining. We will see you right. in a month, or maybe see in a week. See you around.